And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I have one goal and only one goal alone for this week's show. Don't die. I mean, that's a good goal for most days. DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Um, Going to try not to have going to try not to have a coughing fit and almost expire. Oh, here on the air. That you think I would remember that because I completely forgot about last week's episode and didn't end up editing that and posting it until yesterday the, the day before i don't even know so that that episode has not been out there in the world for very long and you think i would remember the thing that i had to edit uh, as not that i edited it very much most of your dying still appeared in the episode okay. just not the outing parts of your I, I i very much appreciate that i had a moment where i was like there were things said that shouldn't be said I wonder if he remember. You know what? I don't want to have to add other stuff to him. He's already sending emails all day long. Dude, this has been a heck of a little bit of time here with uh, final grades having been due yesterday at 4 p.m. And summer course having started on Monday. Mm -hmm. So in a whole another semester before the last semester is even like officially wrapped up. Yeah, it's been... It's been a draining couple of days, let's say. How did the uh, how did the finals go? Fine, fine. No complaints. It was no. all good. Nobody. Ultimately, showed up. everybody did well, but nobody I mean, not showed everybody, up. But. Screaming. No, no, they don't tend to. But I will say, I you know, I've learned some lessons from this semester. Um, certain things that I thought would be nice for students have turned out to be nothing but headaches for me. Um, I will not be offering any sort of official extra credit assignment in the future. It just becomes this sort of friction point bargaining chip that all students want to feel like they, they have something to say about when they haven't done what they needed to do to earn it. And with a class this size, I'm just not going to deal with that again. I'm just not going to have, I'm just not going to offer that in the future. Uh, I think that's fair because either way, you will be the best professor people have ever had across their first four semesters in their university. I mean, I will say some of my official evals this semester were not as glowing. And I will not be surprised if the uh, rate my professor site also sees some spillover from that. Uh, These I see three new ones in the last week or so. Your lectures are incredibly interesting, and he makes a seriously effort, this person clearly not a writer, uh, to make all of their content apply strongly to the real world. The lecture component of the course was graded by 10 smaller quizzes, which made the course load much more manageable. Five stars. All right. Uh, This was a difficult class, and you made it somewhat better. He gives out some extra credit at the end of the year. Only 10 quizzes for the lecture. Lowest score dropped. Be prepared for a lot of work in lab. Three, nothing to do with me. Three stars. Yeah, see, that's the kind of thing I expect I'll hear from people. Um, there's, there's definitely more um, friction this semester than in the fall. Although, 
I don't think it it actually reflects on me. I know that sounds like I'm full of myself, but like just my observations about the semester and behavior and more so um, expectations that I think students had after having heard about my class last semester, I, I think has really warped some people's perspectives on what they should have been expecting for the course. So definitely more of a, a mixed reaction, I would say. The last one, the most recent one, is my favorite. <clears throat> You're a really fair professor who cares about his student success. Course graded based on 10 quizzes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> An extra credit was given, boosting your grade massively. Lecture content was straightforward and not too much to memorize, so very doable. Curved the class at the end. Sweet guy, take this class with him. Five stars, difficulty, two out of five. So, so out of a 100-point scale, right, the entire course is graded, let's say, out of 100 points, right? 100 sure. being full credit, 90, A minus, et cetera. Normal scale, right? The, the massive amount of extra credit that I offered, DC, would, would you like to guess out of 100 points, how many points that extra credits would be worth? 10. 1.8. Out of 100? Out of 100. How is that massively swinging somebody's grade? I don't know, but now that, I found you on Reddit. That's what I'm saying. I'm on Reddit now? <clears throat> uh, two months ago, somebody put the introduction to the class. There's your name. I'm taking this in fall 2023. How are the professors? How are the classes? What are the exams like? Oh, I know exactly who that person is. They have incessantly emailed me. There's some sort of anxiety-ridden individual. Um, they're not even in the course until next fall. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. I know exactly who that is, despite them posting anonymously to Reddit. Wow. Uh-huh. Now I'm going to see what else they posted. They posted like three or four times in pretty rapid succession about different things related to the course, but regardless. Uh, either way. So yeah, hi. N- nobody. Well, I'm glad that most people seem to have still uh, enjoyed my efforts, even though obviously it is a difficult class and you know, it, that, that is what it is. Not everybody is going to get an A. Not everybody is going to pass. It's just a fact of well, biochemistry. And, well, and, and, and you're not resting on your laurels because you were sending an email before we started to your summer course. You're, you're back into it. Yep. We've already had uh, five hours worth of lecture. They have their first exam coming up on Friday. Um, I was putting together a study guide with practice questions. I've never done a study guide. I've done practice questions before. I've never done a study guide before. So I started putting that together for them. Posted it, wanted them all to know about it. But, you know, I got to write my usual disclaimers, which is to say, you know, this is not a all-inclusive study guide. The, there may be questions on the exam beyond the topics here, as well as beyond the topics covered in the practice questions. Um, these are just meant to get you a better feel for what types <clears throat> of questions you might see on an exam. Yada, 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 yada. Because people love to try to throw that shit back in your face, too. Where, well, it wasn't on the study guide. I thought you meant that wasn't important. And I this was not something you stressed in your lectures, so I didn't think. It's all fair game. Everything in the chapter. Read the textbook. I know you're not reading the textbook because nobody does anymore. 
everything in the chapter. Even if I don't cover it in lecture, it's fair <laughs> game. I will likely focus on the important things that I actually talk about in lecture. However, the textbook has a lot of excellent context, and reading through it may help you understand related systems. And so when you get to the exam, although I think you'd be able to infer it from what I talked about in lecture, reading the textbook will give you a leg up and will have provided you a window into some of those systems that I may use as applications on the exam, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. How much of a, how much of a dick are you with, with questions from the textbook? Not. I'm really not. I what only is, say that what to is the cover fifth, my ass. What is the fifth word no. on page 34? No. And frankly, like, I don't even, I, even though I tell them everything from the chapter is fair game, I really don't ask questions from stuff that aren't in my lectures. I'm just covering my own ass. I just don't want them to ever look at one of my questions that I'm saying can be figured out from what I've talked about in lecture. But in the exam, I've asked it in the context of maybe an application question, right? A word problem of some sort. Sure. And maybe that word problem is the example they used in the textbook. I might not have brought that up in lecture, but you should be able to figure this out from the concepts that we did talk about. But somebody could look at the textbook and say, I, you didn't cover that. Well, I did. And just to cover my ass, it's all fair <coughs> game anyways. That's yeah. really the extent to which I go to it. But I, you know, <clears throat> teaching seven and eight-year-olds, I don't often make exams. Yeah. In fact, by I don't often make, I don't. <clears throat> we used to have to make math tests back when we decided we didn't want to pay for a program. Yeah. Because the administration was like, our, our most valuable resource are the brains in this room. We know what to teach. And so we don't have to pay to buy something. You'll that just seems like wild justification of not wanting to spend any money um, if they can get away with it. And, you know, leeching any amount of extra effort from their salaried staff. That's what that sounds like to me. Very much so. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But anyways. Yeah. So we're into it. We're already into the thick of it. We're already, technically speaking, since the exam is on Friday, we're 20% of the way through summer session already. It's insane. Wow. Yeah. We've already gone through four chapters of information in two days. So that means the, the countdown is on because I've got five weeks left, which means you've got four weeks left. Yeah. I mean this week counting this week, it's five, but this week for me is essentially over because all I'm doing is that exam. So, 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 so walk me through the mindset of someone who, Really, for the first time, I believe, since since we've been doing this show, you have four weeks until you're getting a serious amount of time off. Yeah. Like, yeah. the last time I knew you had a lot of time off was because you were kind of in between things, and that's a, that's a different mindset altogether. Now you're like, you're going to have some... Are you, are you planning things? Are you plan, Are you planning the absence of things? Do you have... Are there things you're excited to do? Are you going to, you know, climb a mountain or something? No. What's what's the mindset? Nothing really. Like, the missus and I have said, we should go somewhere. And admittedly, I've been texted a few things that I have looked at. And they any of them would be fine. 
Um, but we haven't made any hard plans yet, but I suspect we will. And we will go somewhere probably more or less the first week that I am off. Um, from there, I've got a lot of yard work that I want to do. Um, we had the fence booked in. I want to do a lot of landscaping around that fence. Um, right now there's grass up to the fence in a lot of areas. And I'd like to pull that back or make mowing purposes easier. Beautification of the yard, you know, that sort of thing. Um, All right. So this is going to be great. By all means, from the 9th to the 16th of June, get out, go, explore. Then when I'm done, Uh we'll get an outdoor alfresco podcast set up, and I will get a comfy chair to sit, and I will narrate Doc Manson doing the yard work. If you show up to Manson Manor at all while this is going on, you will be put to work. <laughs> he's opening a bag of, I think it's mulch. I think he's, he's going to be doing some, some mulch. I'm going to have five cubic yards of topsoil, multiple metric tons that's going to need to be moved by wheelbarrow from the driveway to the backyard. Uh, you can choose the shovel or you can choose the wheelbarrow and we'll go from there. He's now trying to forcibly shove the mulch down my throat. <laughs> I think that would sound more like. <coughs> you know, I can't. I, I don't trust myself to make that sound and not die. So <laughs> fair so, enough. I'll just uh, cut out those sounds from last week and insert them. <laughs> fair enough. Oh, I am glad things are going well. I am glad the exams went well. I was thinking of you last week as I knew you were administering Thanks. them. <clears throat> uh, I am happy to report uh, I have I have received no bodily fluids this week. That has so been, far that so far, but I had a I had a not good day on Monday. There was what? a child sobbing as oh. he got left on his bus. Partially my fault, not all of it, but partially my fault. Did you beat him uh, up? No. I just, you know, you come to school, there's work that's going to be done. And you don't want to work, uh, I'll find, you know, we'll bring a clipboard out to recess if we need to. Like, <laughs> so, you know, I, he wasn't having it and I, and I wasn't having uh, the attitude. And it you just weren't having him not having it. So. Uh, but the last few days have been lovely, actually. So good, I'm looking good. forward to the end end of the year. Um, we have a couple different directions we can go in. I have topics. Uh, just as I was sitting here, kind of getting myself set up, a couple of ideas uh, of things. Um, we can talk about garages. We can talk about strikes. We can talk about cold food. I mean, why don't we just talk about all of it? Okay. Uh, what do you got to say about garages? Have you had a negative experience with an automotive garage? Oh, like a mechanic shop. I thought you yes. meant like a place where you would, might store a vehicle or, no. or a yard equipment. Um, no. Hmm. Uh, not really, mm-hmm. but sort of um there was one time i went to sort of for the most part in my life i've been a sucker and i have mostly gotten my work done 
uh, at dealers, which admittedly means I've been overcharged for any and all work that I've ever had done in that environment. Um, but there is some level of um, peace of mind that comes sure. from having it done that way. My last vehicle, when it was getting up in years, it didn't make sense, I felt, at that point, based off of the value of the vehicle to continue doing business at such places. So I did go to a local garage a few times, and I had to have a few different things replaced. And towards the end of the life of that car, like, you know, not long after that work was done, in, in my mind, but probably like a year, so maybe that's a long time, like finding out like engine lights coming on as a result of likely certain parts having been replaced with aftermarket parts that weren't really the right parts. Um, things like that definitely have occurred. But mm-hmm. at that point, you know, that vehicle was at a point in its life where I needed to get rid of it for other reasons anyways. So I don't feel like I've ever been taken by a place, but not all roses. No. Uh, why do you ask? Um, well, so I have a brand new vehicle. Yeah. <clears throat> My wife's vehicle is is about five years old. So not old, but not new. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It is a Subaru. So I would suppose it's in its, you know, maybe 20s to 30s. I don't even say it would be middle age. But either way, <clears throat> it was due for that 60,000 uh, 60,000 mile sort of checkup sort of thing. And I, I assume if you're going to the dealership and getting all these things done, are you following your service plan religiously and mostly getting tune ups when they require it? Mostly I, this, my car, my current car, it's funny because it requires way less service than a, a typical combustion engine. The first, the first service it needed was only the 10,000 mile service. Um, I am, considerably beyond that now i think i'm around twelve thousand five hundred miles i did not go for the ten thousand mile service yet i probably should because yes i have that within me that i should do this religiously uh regularly but i don't know man with the electric vehicle i'm just like what are they gonna fucking do grease the hinges like it just doesn't seem like there's anything for them to service at this point Okay. So I've been a little standoffish about doing it, but I should I know I should just fucking do it. Yes, but I will say my last vehicle, which was a standard internal combustion engine where there are lots of moving parts and things. Yes. Yes, I definitely was better about yeah. going according to the uh, maintenance yeah. schedule. I don't think she's at 60,000 miles yet, but we have a local garage that we can walk to from our apartment. Um, and when we both had very old cars, <clears throat> we took it there. Uh you know, my my wife tends to try to find a place. There is a garage near where we brunch, actually kind of right next to the Asian market we go to. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That was where she used to go. Uh, so I she'll find good a, things about them. Yeah. She'll find a local place. And they and this this garage that I'm talking about that we can walk to has treated us very, very well. Replaced our, you know, helped helped us out. It, immeasurably <clears throat> issue with the door when the door wouldn't close and they tried to, fix oh, it yeah, and it didn't. that's right. Yeah. But, but besides that, uh, so she takes it over. She drives it over last week. She walks back. Um, she wants an oil, you know, you fill out the paperwork when you drop it off and you 
you know, you'd leave your key or whatever if you drop it off in the morning before they're open. <clears throat> and uh, you know, she wants an oil change and she wants it. And they called and quoted a price that was twice what she was expecting to pay. You know, $1,600 for a 60,000 mile, which is the exact reaction the doc is making right now. What? Yeah. For routine service? I mean, and unless so, they found something. It doesn't appear to be. So she is stunned. So she says, I'm going to have to think about it. I'll call you back. She talks to her mother, who's also a Subaru owner. Her mother's like, I just got that service. It was like $800. She calls the local dealership. They quote her, you know, it'll be between eight and $900 if you bring it in here for that service. So we are trying to figure out why we are being overcharged. She decides, never mind, I'll come get the car. So she walks back over, and when she gets there, the car is up in yeah. the thing because uh -huh. they said, well, we didn't hear from you about that, but you did say you wanted an oil change, so we figured we'd do the oil change. Okay. So, so now she is sitting outside the dealership trying not to go in and kill people. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I, I, I could sort of understand them yeah, doing that. And, and guess, that's it. That's yeah. it. I do think there might be part of it that's like, look, she's obviously not going to let us do like she knows we're overcharging. So let's at least get some of the service done. And, and you know, but <laughs> like in fairness, depending, you know, I'm not a mechanic, right? True. But neither of us are. If, if but in my mind, if if you are not like you're, if you're like a general service mechanic and maybe you're not certified to work on Subarus, right? You don't know Subarus inside and out. Maybe it does take you twice as long to do this particular manipulation and assuming your price per hour for labor is the same, True. maybe that explains the price differential. I wouldn't want to pay it. I would still take my car and go to the Subaru dealer for half the cost. Yes, but but maybe that's a legitimate upcharge because yeah. of their skills. Yeah. I, I don't know. So so she's not a fan. She gets the car. She pays the whatever money for the oil change. She brings it home. Mm. I get an email. Now, most of the time I do the, you know, I email the dealership, make the appointment, I call, whatever. Generally speaking, I tend to do a lot of the So calling. you're on the books. Yes. Both emails are on the books. But I was the one who scheduled the appointment. I am usually the person they deal with. So I got an email with an apology. Obviously, there was a miscommunication. Yada, 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 yada. I there guess was? my question. What was the miscommunication? Uh, apparently, in regards to the fact that she showed up to pick up her car and the car wasn't available. Oh, okay. okay. Um, sure. But either way. <sighs> There is the champ inside of me, and my father will, will willingly and probably much too often cut off his nose to spite his face. He will send a nasty email that is very well worded. He, he, is, he is quite the, the craftsman of a, of a written phrase, 
<clears throat> but he will send a nasty email, thus, you know, making it very difficult to continue a professional relationship um, if he feels that a, that a wrong has been done. And, yeah. You know. So I had to fight very hard to scale back what I wanted to say. You know, you left my wife sitting out in the rain while you, but you know, to just kind of tersely be like, there was a miscommunication. I'm disappointed. That's not usually what we come to expect. I'm sure the next time will be better, essentially. Um, but, you know, ha- have you ever, you know, had to, or have you ever chosen to sever some sort of professional relationship due to what you perceived as mistreatment? Sure. Um, but if I do so, it's quietly, I just slip off into the night and do not okay. return with my patronage. Um, yeah. When I had a Jeep, there again, there is a Jeep garage literally across the street. I stopped being able to bring my car there. <laughs> Nothing I'm going to say in that message, as cathartic as it might be to write it and send it, is yeah. actually going to make a difference. So, Very like, I, I don't know. I just, I just I say, had st- fuck them. St- Give them the old double barrel. Yeah. And I, I hit the road into the, into yeah. the night. I have, I have started in some cases you know, essentially crafting an email either out in a Google Doc or just in my head of what I want to say, which is cathartic enough. And then you just say something else because... And in fairness, I may be too passive in this, but... um, I find that interesting because while I don't see you as a confrontational person, I could see you as someone who, under the right circumstances might not back down from a confrontation if one was Yeah, required. I mean yes, correct. But I'm not looking to enter into confrontations. I'll just take my money elsewhere, you know. That's fair. That's fair, that's fair. Are you still enjoying your vehicle? Yes. Um I don't get me wrong. I I do think I do think that maybe Maybe there are things about it that aren't exactly ideal, but I would say I am at least just as pleased with this vehicle as I was my last one. And in some ways, I would say it's far more convenient. So, you know. Is it is it saving you money in the long run? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I when, spend a quarter of the money on fueling the thing as I, what I did before. So, yeah. I, do you chuckle every time you walk by a or you drive by a gas station yes i i laugh every time i go to uh costco because that's would be where i would get the gas and every yes. time costco has this nice gas station usually with them it's like this board it's a large warehouse um wholesale place for yes. our uk friends i don't know if you have those there you gotta go buy things in bulk for you know i won't say discount prices but for less expensive than you might in a typical mega marts because you are buying in bulk and so they usually have a a nice gas station associated with nice quality gasoline and it's usually a very good price compared to um, other non-affiliated local gas stations however that also means that when you go there there tends to be a line of cars and it's very difficult to get gas there without waiting in line to get gas Um, 
I have not been to a gas station in a year and a half at this point, and I never want to sit in line waiting for gas ever again. I know some people will say, well, don't you? It takes you 25 minutes to fill up when you stop to charge. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. Um, but I only do it when I'm going on long distance trips. Like that's literally the only time that I have to stop and wait for a charge um, when I'm going beyond the range of the vehicle. For 95%, 98% of my driving, I go over where I'm going. When I go home, I plug it into the wall. You know what I mean? And you're never waiting on anything ever. Um, I would say, I would say collectively, I have spent far less time waiting for fueling in the last year and a half than sure. I ever did with a gasoline internal combustion engine car. So I, I think that argument from um, technophobes kind of falls apart to me when I look at it with any degree of scrutiny. Yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> I haven't had, we don't, I've been to Costco to fill up a couple times. I haven't remembered waiting, but then again, you know, 11 a.m. on like a Wednesday or something. Sure, there'll be no line there. Time. Yeah, absolutely. I do find it funny they have speed bumps. <laughs> it's the only gas station I know that has speed bumps. Yeah. Um, have you ever gone on strike? Nope. Never Would been you? allowed. Now that you now that now that you are a you know. Oh sure. If, I mean, if there was a um, an educator, if there were a strike in solidarity, I definitely would not um, cross the picket line, as they say. You wouldn't be a scab. Fuck the man. Anti-establishment Doc Manson is here. Yeah, for sure. What would your sign say? Would you would you have a sign? No, I mean, I wouldn't protest. I'd just stay home. You wouldn't be out marching? No, no. I'm too lazy for that. I'm in solidarity, but not enough to have a display of force or anything. No, I'm, I'm too lazy. I don't I don't want to I don't want to get elbowed. Never mind. Dispersed. Um, by our our corporate overlords and their their um, their mercenaries known as the uh, public police force here in in the states. So yeah, no no desire to be involved with that at all. Continuing the non confrontational, you're a peacenik. That's what you are. You're a peacenik. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll sure yes. I, I know it's not a positive thing, but but yes, I will accept. What's wrong with being a peacenik? Anything with the word Nick in it, I feel I feel like with that, like a beatnik, a peacenik. I just feel like there's negative connotations associated. You're a pacifist. Is that better? No, that just makes me sound like a wuss. You're a lover, not a fighter. I mean, I'm definitely a lover. <laughs> just going to jot that down as a potential show title. <laughs> definitely <laughs> a lover. <laughs> What about you, Mister? Uh, are you, have, are you, in a, you must be in a union. Every I am in a union. I, no, that is not true. No, I, I, well, not okay. I, no, you're right. Not all. That is, I, I know we are is, all eligible to be right. I assumed everyone was until I met a teacher a few years ago who chose not to join the union. Aren't there um, also some states that where there there is no choice to join the the, the union? Yes. Yes, there are some states where I don't believe education is is yeah. unionized, but in in where we are, it is. And yeah, this one person chose not to join the union, and then she was fired, and had no union representation. So that was a fun little situation. 
Um, I mean, you get what you you reap what you sow. Yeah. Uh, I have never gone, you know, the the lo- the education uh, association. Our union tries to get you to, you know, come down to the capital, wear red, you know. No, no, I'm not. Tell doing people that. what you are. I, no, I will donate money. I will. I will send a letter. I have sent, you know, emails to representatives and things and all of that. But I'm not going down. I don't know. You know, if we ever went on strike, I don't know that I would ever go and walk. That seems right. That's what, I don't, that's what I don't, I'm saying. I wouldn't do. I don't think I, I worry about being arrested in that particular instance. This is not a protest that I think is going. I'm to, not concerned about that, actually, in the state in which we live. If I yes. lived elsewhere in the country, I might actually be concerned with that. Yeah. No. Given where we are, I think we're good. Um, but yeah, no, I, I saw, you know, Kevin, the fat man beyond is doing a live stream right now. They were talking about the strike. Mandy Patinkin, old Inigo Montoya himself made him, you know, made the news today by giving a passion speech about the need for writers in Hollywood. And so I've had a, a passive eye on that. So just figured that. And then. What are the foods you will eat? What are the foods normally served hot that you will eat and enjoy cold? Uh, number one is pizza. Yes. Pizza is superior cold um, for sure. Um, that's probably my biggest one, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Although a nice homemade hamburger also, um, especially like if maybe you've you had a hamburger and it's already got the ketchup on it and the cheese, and it's already in the bun. And maybe you've only eaten half of it, and so you put that into the fridge, and so it all together gets kind of cold and a little bit gross because that ketchup has absorbed into the bun in a wrong way. Um, yeah, yeah, eating that cold can also be be a guilty pleasure. Uh, before living with you, I never would have dreamed of of eating a, a, a chicken drumstick or the like fresh. <sighs> Out of the refrigerator, although I have come to enjoy the pleasure associated with that post uh, having been exposed to D.C. Matthews and his You're culinary welcome. habits. Um, those, I would say those are, are, are the list. Not too many things, um, but definitely pizza. I look f- like when I, I when I go out for a pizza, I will enjoy it hot. Don't get me wrong, but I am yeah. definitely not eating at all. Because I want to bring that home. I want it to go in the fridge. And that is the true way to enjoy uh, a pizza. So I think I don't, I think I either, I don't wait for my food to cool down enough. Like if I'm eating a hot pizza, especially out in the world, I feel like seven times out of 10, I'm burning the roof of my mouth. And then you've got like the. Sure. Like burned skin that's like hanging down. Uh uh You know, disgusting. Um, I would rather eat it cold or you know room temperature. I had wonton soup from the the local place that is oh so good, um, and I went and picked it up on my way home from work. But I wanted to eat it as close to talking to you as possible to have the shared experience. So we stashed it in the fridge, so it was you know tepid at best. But I will happily eat cold wonton soup and be quite happy. That is definitely one that I. I haven't tried, but it also does not appeal to me. I want I want my wonton soup piping hot. What about like a lo mein chow fun noodle? Hot. 
Okay. All, all of my Chinese leftovers. Interesting. I want heated up. All of them. I would, of all of them, I would recommend when you get the orange chicken and that sauce thickens up and gets cold. It's a, that's a pretty, that's a pretty good bite. I don't actually like most orange chicken. I like okay. orange chicken from, uh, there's a particular like fast food version called Panda Garden. Uh, okay. Panda Garden. Is that what it's called? Panda Express. Panda Express. That's what it's called. Yeah, I like their orange chicken. But I find at like most Chinese restaurants, if I order the orange chicken, there's too much orange flavor. Okay. Uh, and I don't like it. So I don't. What about a General Sows? Love General Sows. I, I do not, my palate, I do not believe is super advanced enough to make a huge distinction between them. Although when you get the orange peel in an orange chicken, that can. You know, that is too that much can alter for me. the taste a little bit. I'm not looking yeah, for that. But, so then I would say again with a general sauce or a sesame chicken, anything with that kind of sauce, when that sauce gets a little more viscous is, is a pretty good thing. So I can understand, I can understand the, you know, the soup or the noodle dish. You might want it hot. That's fine. Mrs. Eat Manson all of my- eats all of her Chinese leftovers cold. I eat all my leftovers cold. Like I, there is a microwave at my school if I wanted to go to the teacher's lounge to eat, but I have a mini fridge and that's a long walk. So I'm going to just take out, you know, I had a uh, Spanish rice bowl with some barbecue chicken and beans and corn. I just ate it cold out of the Pyrex that, you know, I, I don't care. Fair enough. I'm a, I'm a heathen that way. Well, there we go. I'm interested, you know, what are, I'd love to hear from the UK. What are some hot dishes and are you eating your, Shepherd's pie cold, you know, if you're getting haggis, is haggis eaten cold? I wouldn't think so, but I'm just curious. So I hold in my hand. I've already got them ready here. I have a trio of hypotheticals for the great Doc Manson. The titles are Vampire Weekend. That's a band. Lost Virginity Redux. Interesting. Or Joe Sixpack. All right. Give me the virginity one. Let's go with the uh, blue. The one that I probably normally on most weeks would not pick. Let's go with that one this week. Lost virginity redux. All right. Oh, that short one. Imagine you could go back to the age of five. Okay. And relive the rest of your life knowing everything that you know now. Okay. You will re-experience your entire adolescence with both the cognitive ability of an adult Ooh. and the memories of everything you've learned from having lived your life previously. Uh-huh. So they have a question. I am going to also ask. I, I mean, think, I'm just going to say right away, ethically, uh, I cannot have sex with a minor if I have the, my current cognitive faculties. I don't care if I am in the body of a 14, 15 year old, whatever. Um, that's pedophilia. Okay. So let me start here. Okay. Go ahead. What is their question? We haven't even finished their question. Would you lose your virginity earlier or later than you did the first time around? And by how many years? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I think just based off the ethics concerns, it would have to be later. Good for you, Doc Manson. What? Good for you. 14? Mm. 17? No, 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 
in the in between, in between there, somewhere in between there. I'm not getting any more detail, but you know. He's okay, just, he's just I, staring at me, folks. Like this is uncomfortable. I was, I was I was debating how awkward it would be for me to just keep pressing, but we'll move on. <laughs> uh, that is a good, you know, that is a good point because I'm always interested in that sort of, you know, I I, I think we've talked about it. I don't have a lot of what I would consider regrets, but you give me the ability to do things over again, knowing what I know now, I think undoubtedly you're making different decisions. Yeah, um, I think, so. but you, you raise a very good point, which is, I mean, it's one of the things that, I often think about in relation. This is going to sound silly. Cause I don't often think about this. I don't often think about this period, but when I think about the twilight series, the thing that I invariably think about is you have a 1,000-year-old vampire who is obsessed with a 16-year-old girl to the point <laughs> that they have sex and she gets pregnant. And I just look at that and I'm like, that is not romantic. That, that's, that's rape. I don't care if he is in the body of a 17-year-old boy or whatever. That is not kosher and that is not romantic. I'm sorry. I feel like I must have watched a Twilight pitch meeting at some point. They had to have brought that up. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever watched those if they exist. Maybe they don't exist. Maybe that's why. But I feel like that has to be a topic but, at some point. Right? But yeah, th- th- that does, you know, that does. Here's what I have come to enjoy about these hypotheticals. Yep, they have a whole series, the Ultimate Twilight Saga Pitch Meaning Compilation. Uh, here's what I enjoy about this. Yes. I read a hypothetical, and either you out and out obstruct the question. I do which not. Is what, which is what we come to expect. Or, or, and I like this even more when you do it, you think about it for a minute, and then you go, this question is flawed because, and then you say something that, yes, invariably, there is only one way to answer this question if you don't want to go to jail. Right? I mean, don't get me wrong. So, you, could, you could sit here and hem and haw all day long. Well, you're technically 15. But again, just like from well, an ethics standpoint. Well, well and, and plus, if, if you want to get technical. So let's say you and I go back to the age of five. So we're 40. But now we go back to the age of five. So when you and I meet at the age of 18, we are now 53 when we have met for the first time. Because uh, you're, you're not living much about all those... our relationship's going to change, I don't think. No. <laughs> I think we would embrace each other and be like, it's been so lonely. Uh, so it's not like we were going I'm, out to parties before. No, although I will say I would not need to change anything. Okay, fair enough. I would not need to change anything. I, you know, there are certain things. Well, hmm, I'd have to stop and think about that. But, yeah, no, I would have to change some things. Yes, I would. All right. But anyways, (laughs) either way, either way. Uh, so way. taking taking the taking the 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 sexcapades out of it, mm-hmm. you can go back to the age of five. How do you handle just middle school? Out of curiosity, 
Because this actually does make a difference. Am I going back in time to when I was five? Or do I find myself in the body of a five-year-old today? Ah. Because that makes a huge difference. Bitcoin. Right. <laughs> right? I would need time to plan. I'd be like, look, can I go back to my five-year-old self? I need six weeks to talk to my friend Doc Manson so we can make a plan so that when we get back to the year 2023, we are doing this podcast on our city in the clouds that we have built with our billions of dollars. Right. I mean, if I, I was, assume, yeah, I mean, depending I on how it works out, but I assume we are going back to May. What's the date now? The 10th. We're going back to May 10th, 1988. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, and I, and I, I know this is just going to come across as me obstructing the question or whatever. Um, like I, I feel like that's the less that's actually the less interesting scenario because whenever you ask anybody about going back in time, that's the answer, right? You prep, you figure out what do I have to invest in to make all the monies so I don't actually have to, or the bets, right? You, you know? know what I mean? But like, so I I'm think I think the, the more Red interesting Sox question is, what if I get transported into a five year old body now? Because that has interesting implications. I am married, well, not not the least of which are what happened to the five year old consciousness. Yeah, I suppose. You have now taken right? over. And like, there's no ability to know the future in this case. So you just have to start living now in the body of a five-year-old. Like, I think that's a, I think that's a more interesting line of thought. But I guess you could, you could phrase the question to, okay, you're in the body. You go back to your five-year-old self. You cannot make any major you can't, you know, you, you have to kind of find a way around like the back to the future biff with the almanac sort of thing. You can change your personal interactions. You can change your, you could change your professional aspirations. You could decide to go in a completely other direction than the sciences. But, I mean, but like, I mean, from the age of five until you get to college, realistically, how much control do you have over your life? Like, it's not like you're going to be able to, I mean, maybe you would, I guess if you have all the knowledge that you have, maybe you decide mom and dad, I'm out of here. I don't know. I don't care that I'm five. I'm going to go someplace where there are enough outlets for my Nintendo <laughs> and you could make it work. Cause you've got the knowledge of a 40. No, but man, I would right? be able to have that conversation where I would go, excuse me, mama Matthews, the champ. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> let's go count the outlets. Right, but like if that happened, then they'd be like, well, you're just not getting one. You know what I mean? Like, even with the knowledge, could you really make any significant changes through that period of, of your life? Once you get off to college and you're out from underneath your parents' roof and all that, yeah, you've got more ability to go down different paths. And I suppose a little even earlier on, you could take different interests in high school and study differently, whatever. Like, sure, you could go down different paths that way, but like, I'm just saying, like, I just don't know how much control you would be able to even exert over your own life for at least a portion of those ages when you mm. are still quite young. Yeah. I think well, and I, and, and like you said, perhaps the more interesting, like I would definitely, you know, in those childhood years be choosing to associate perhaps with some different people or, you know, the things that you normally stress about in middle school, 
yeah. ideally you don't get sucked up into again. I'm not writing the, you know, yeah. do you have a crush on me? Check yes or no type situation. Well, I never I, did I'm gonna that be, shit. I'm so. going to be much, I'm going to be much more suave. Ladies, get ready. So you're saying ethics. <laughs> Underage be, children. Damn. This is very disturbing. Somebody <laughs> what call I'm the saying, police. What I'm saying is I'm definitely a lover. <laughs> Uh, but yes, Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apple stock, if you want to go earlier. Yeah. Yep. True. True, true, true. And I'm not sending you a friend request on the PS3. Yes, you are. This time I'll accept it. <laughs> there we go. Oh, all right. We have a, a quartet of emails. We, we have more hypotheticals. Um, I watched some wrestling. I can't even tell you. Uh, it, it was nice to, oh no, we do have to talk wrestling. Okay. We, so, uh, WWE backlash in Puerto Rico. Do you know anything that happened? I heard that Carlito came back. That's the, that's the only thing that's worth. Well, no, not true. Savio Vega was also awesome. Who? Savio Vega, who was a wrestler in the like 95, oh, 96. Yeah. I remember Do you Savio remember Quang? Vega. Do you remember Quang, the wrestling ninja? No, I don't. All right. So Quang shows Savio Vega is Quang. Quang was the first character, and then he actually was allowed to, you know, not wear a mask and like not Qu- pretend to be. Like it was K-W-A-N-G, maybe? Yeah, K-W-A-N-G. Quang. Maybe. Actually, maybe I do remember Quang. So, oh, I remember Quang. So, Oh yeah. yeah. So Savio Vega. Yep. So Savio Vega. So this is the Bad Bunny Damian Priest San Juan Street fight, which was great. It was a good match. Carlito shows up. The crowd goes cuckoo bananas, which as they should, because Carlito's awesome. And then Savio Vega comes out. You know, obviously he's older now. He's not in as great of a shape, but he starts breaking out. The Quang chop, like he's doing the martial arts moves like he's Quang. At one point, he does basically like he grabs the guy by the arm and does like a savat kick sort of thing that was really impressive. Like it was, as somebody who loves Quang and Quang plays a big role in the joy of booking episodes when we do tournaments and things, I lost my mind. I have not had a legit mark out moment in a very long time. Savio Vega just looks like. Not that I've seen him recently, but he looks like a more in shape Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now? Yeah. If this picture is what I'm looking at. Uh, He's got a nice vest on. Savio Vega's in pretty good. I mean, Stone Cold's in pretty good shape. Is he? I just get the impression so. that he's not, but okay. Um, but either way, it was a great, it was a great moment. Uh, Zelina Vega getting the chance to perform in Puerto Rico. That was also a good moment. Um, I didn't watch much of the show. Uh, now we have the draft. There's some new talent on new nights. I didn't watch raw, so I'll report if anything interesting happens, but, the Carlito moment 
That was fun. He pulled out an apple. It wasn't a Granny Smith, but he pulled out an apple. He spat it in somebody's face. It was for a moment we were back in those in those in those wonderful times. Uh, I think we'll have some wonderful times with our emails podcast at ddtwrestlinggood.com. We have two from Brandon Banks. Oh, has he come to to demolish any sort of will that we had to to continue recording the show? Has he come to crush we'll have, our spirits? We'll have to see. Well, how will he insult us this time? The first one, <laughs> handwriting. Oh, he's answering our question. We had a question for him. I I was wondering about handwriting. How many? How much people do? How much handwriting are people doing in their day to day lives? I don't remember that. But okay, jelly spoons. This question is more for Doc because I already know DC's answer. Uh, but how often do you handwrite something? I mean, literally just putting pen to paper, putting words down, possibly even sentences. With everything being digitalized now, it's interesting to see who uses pen and paper and for okay. what purposes. Pause. Uh, thank you, Brandon. This was a joy of booking question. Oh. That I asked, and I said, I wonder if some, I asked if someone would email this to the show and ask Doc Manson oh. how much handwriting he does on a regular basis. Thank you, Brandon, for, for, for doing that for me. How much, because I knew I wasn't going to remember to ask you as evidence, but I didn't remember until this. How much, how much handwriting are you doing? So I, I, once again, I'm just going to get labeled an obstructionist, but there is nuance to this. Um, I, pen and paper, not handwriting on and a And that's tablet. the thing, right? I don't write pen to paper much, but I do handwrite all of my notes. I just do it on an iPad with an Apple Pencil in the Notes app. So I am handwriting. But it's not pen to paper. What What do you mean by notes? What are you handwriting? Notes. Like if I'm like reading a textbook or something, just like how I, I would take okay. notes on a pen and paper. Got it. I would take it on my iPad. All right. Um, sometimes but, when I'm like writing out recently, I've been writing ideas for a movie script that that GQ has been bothering me about. And I'm writing those by hand digitally, but writing by hand does it translate to text or are you seeing your handwriting when you look at them i am seeing my handwriting when i look at them does your handwriting change much from tablet to paper a little bit but it's pretty similar all right okay that was what i wanted to know yeah i'm guessing this will not come as a shock to dc but i have several notebooks that I do keep notes in for Battle of the Brandon, but I also jot things for a couple of mobile games and also fantasy sports and sports gambling notes. That's it for this week. Keep up the work sent for my iPhone. Thank you. Thank you. He chimes in again. Wait, I've got an idea. Wait with anticipation. I refuse to read this. Anticipation. <laughs> Fuck anticipation. I, 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 I like what he's about to do, though. What's better than one email from me in a week? How about two? Okay, so just f- finished last week's, really this week's Sorry. episode. And DC's ideas were great. And it made me think of an idea or ideas for the show. Do them all. Now hear me out. Rebrand. Do the show for a month. Come out with new merch. Take a month off. Rebrand. Do the show for a month. Come out with two new merch. Take a month off. I can't think of a better idea sent from my iPhone. I don't know to what he's referencing. Uh, Ant, former affiliate, um, and overall just absolute bag of douche, uh, will will 
come up with a reason why he can't podcast. Went, oh, I can't podcast. I'm too busy. I'm not feeling it. Yada, yada, yada. Has a big goodbye show. And then two months later, comes out with a new show and all new merch and makes a big deal. Oh, I'm back. Da, da, da. And then. Well, I suppose that's uh, better than us who just on every show talk about hey, how our we, show is going down. We the had made it. We made it almost an hour. We hadn't talked about it once. We were firing on all cylinders. And then you know who ruined it? Brandon Banks. Accurate. Accurate. Glenn, keep on keeping on. Hi, guys. Just an idea to follow on from last week's show. Why not just do random topics each week that don't include wrestling? So one week it could be a taste test, another review something DC probably hasn't seen, or even top tens of stuff non-wrestling related. Change, but please don't go. Glenn. You're demanding we change? You don't like the current format? I'm insulted. I submit to you this episode, again, prior to Brandon's email, we were talking about it. We talked a little of the usual, just how to do stuff. We talked about some just things that came up in in It's not entirely true, because even before any of these emails, you talked about wrestling, so... I, you know what? Some it, when Carlito and Quang show up, we're gonna talk about Correct. wrestling. And I don't think there's anything wrong with talking about wrestling. Not that there's anything wrong no. with that. Mrs. Manson, bodily fluids. Greetings and salutations. DC, so sorry to hear you were puked on at school last week. I was sneezed on by a horse once. It was unpleasant. Um, uh, I bet she got more on her than I got on me. Probably. Yeah. I hope all the besties are having a good week and enjoying some spring weather wherever they are. Allergies are current ma- currently making me miserable most evenings. My wife as well. It's finally nice enough that I want to spend time outside when I'm not working, and then I go outside and don't last more than 10 minutes before I'm a sneezy mess. Then I go back inside for a bit and find myself thinking, gee, I should go outside. It's so nice out. And the cycle repeats. Many thanks to the wonderful Doc Manson for bringing me some pickle pizza yesterday. He's the best. Is that a euphemism? Nope. Is it just pickles? Is that the topic? Pretty much. Yeah. It's pickles, and I think they also use um, some sort of pickles, pickling spice, which I presume oh, okay. is. So like corned beef sort of thing. Yeah. It's good. It's a from the local place that makes is, crazy pizzas. Is it better cold? I think so. The cheeseburger pizza cold is real. I also had that today. So good. I went out yesterday for a a work lunch, which I did not have to pay for. Um, And then I took home a bunch of leftovers, which was a bunch of that cheeseburger pizza. And I took three slices of pickle pizza for the missus. Was that part of the thing or did you just choose to take some home it was well it was kind of part of the thing there was a group of us and three large <coughs> pizzas were ordered there was a lot of leftovers and honestly okay. people so you, mostly evenly split it um you were you were encouraged to take yes some home. and i only okay. i only, i was actually much more modest to begin with but when i looked around and i saw that people we clearly were not going to clear the table of the leftover pizza because people had already taken what they wanted I said, well, mm-hmm. I will just take the rest of this cheeseburger pizza. How do you feel about the fact that they do it in square, in more like squares rather than wedges? I prefer it. Growing up, I was a I I, I was in a town where the local pizza place was a square rectangular pizza, so mm-hmm. that's kind of what I've been used to. 
and you don't you don't mind the middle pieces that have no crust whatsoever. Not at all. In fact, as a kid, I preferred them. Interesting. I no longer prefer them, but as a child, I did. I feel I find it a whole difficult thing. I got a a whole different thing. I got to use a if I have a knife and fork and I can cut it up and eat it, you know, like that, like a heathen, then then I'm all for it. I love the corner pieces on those though. Yeah, they're good. Which where it's like 66% crust. Yeah. I do enjoy yeah. that. Um, that's good. Uh, don't fall off the bed, Mrs. M. Did you fall off the bed? I didn't. Did she fall off the bed? Maybe. Let me put it this way, DC. I am definitely <laughs> a lover. Wow. It was so good. She fell off the bed. It's like in a cartoon, you know, like when, when somebody just spins in circles too many times. It's kind of what happened. I feel the earth move under my feet. <laughs> um, it, it, is, it is teacher appreciation week. And so I also did not have to uh, bring in or pay for my lunch. Nice. We went, they went uh, to the local wing place not with the wing place but the there there is a restaurant by four corners KFC yeah sure that one except redder and with more rocks gotcha um but we had we had some honey barbecue boneless wings there was some salad there was some pasta with is giant that local meatballs. to your work uh close enough if you you know I can get to four corners in like six, seven minutes. I don't know why, but in my head, you work much further away than you actually do. If you're at four corners heading towards the highway and you go through the intersection right across from the other exit to like the Duncan, there's another stoplight and a road yeah. that goes. Uh-huh. That's I take that for five minutes and I'm at work. There's so a school on that road. No, but it's off of that road oh. once you get to the next major intersection. But that's kind of down where we used to live. Oh yeah, it's it's halfway, halfway between where we used to live and Four Corners I, is my school. I have no, I have no idea where you work. Apparently, at some point you will have to will will wander by huh. because it's not that far away. Yeah, I am I am quite close. Well, I am glad Mrs. Mrs. M seems uh, uninjured. Yeah, from her rump, from her roll in the hay. Uh-huh. Yes, roll, roll, roll <laughs> in the hay. Uh, and she had her pickle pizza. Yeah, uh, Doc Manson, it's that time once again. Give me your piece of positivity uh, for this week. Hmm. I'm happy that the last semester is over. I'm less pleased yes. that the next semester has already begun. But I guess I'm pleased that it's underway um, and that I'm that much closer to, as you said, a significant chunk of time off. Yeah. It will be very nice. It'll be difficult to go back, but it will be very nice. Yeah, we'll go with that, I guess. That's fair. How about yourself? Do you oh. do you enjoy the fact that everything now is so concentrated? I know, like you were saying, it's 20. Like, do you enjoy the accelerated speed? Yes, although I will say, again, it's only really been two days, but five hours worth of lecture, and 
I do feel like I am going a mile a minute and the students are like, huh? And so, like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm reflecting on that, and I'm like, I'd really like to slow this thing down. Now, mind you, I, I already have. Like, I looked at my slides. I did take stuff out. Like, I tried to pare things back in a way that I thought would, you know, allow me to slow it down versus what the pace would need to be to include everything. So I've done that, but it's still too much, I think, given all the different various it's not even really that the time is the time, not necessarily the time constraint, because like I am more or less fitting it in in the time that I have, but the pace required to do it, I feel like is unsustainable for the students. I could get through it. I could go the rest of the summer like this, but I think yeah. in the interest of creating an environment where learning is possible, more possible. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I need to figure out an additional way to scale things back. So I, I don't know. Bit of a challenge. Well, it's it's what's interesting about it is you always talk about this is a because it's the same course, right? Yeah. Or are you doing it? You've talked many times about how this is a difficult course. Anyways, yeah. like just on its surface, this is a difficult course. Um, that, you know, people are going to, there are going to be people who do not do well with it. And the fact that you have to now do it essentially at 1.5 or two times the speed cannot be good. Yeah. I mean, it, it's five weeks instead of 14 weeks, right? So that's, that's, that's more than two times speed, really. Um, yeah. And don't get me wrong. Again, the individual lectures are two and a half hours each. So like, the amount of time is comparable to a regular um, semester, but still the fact that you're doing it all like you're doing like a whole week, basically in a single day is just, yeah. who boy, who boy. Yeah, that's, that's gotta be, that's gotta be tricky. Yeah. But the light is at the end of the tunnel. Yes, indeed. So. And what about you, sir? What is your, piece of positivity for this the the week of May 10th uh, there also is a light at the end of the tunnel um, though that's going to be my piece of pod, like the closer I get the more and more positive I will be about that so I will try to pick some other items um, to mention and off the top of my head have not watched oh okay uh, so for my birthday uh, the lovely Mrs. Matthews uh, picked me up a copy of WWE 2K23 because ideally when we finish this season of Battle of the Brandon with Mr. Banks and myself, we will dive into 2K23 and I can check out the other features. So I've been I've been checking it out now. GM mode is normally a two-person game. You each have a roster and you try to book a better show than your opponent and such and such. Uh, This time, for the first time ever, it is a four-person. You can have four GMs. So you could have four people, each with a roster. Or if you're a ridiculous nerd, you can have one person that's booking four different shows. Yeah, that sounds like so something I, you would do. So I currently have 
you know, Xavier Woods is one GM, Tyler Breeze is one GM since they have the up, up, down, down show. But I also have Eric Bischoff running Monday Nitro because now Monday Nitro is an option. And I also have Mick Foley, GM Foley, running NXT. And so, uh, you know, I've just been playing around with it just because this may be something Brandon and I dive into in the future. Uh, It's entertaining. I have no idea what I'm doing, but it's entertaining. So there's a, there are a lot of features and things that are, that are, that are making it a more enjoyable experience. So that uh, took up a couple of hours of the last few days as I've been just sort of playing around with that. So, well, I'm glad you've got something to fill your time and your heart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has also filled my time and my heart because this has been a delightful experience. Doc Manson, is there anything else you would like to say before we head out into that uh, lovely Wednesday Eve? Send us some emails, please. Podcast at DDTWrestling.com. Love to read them on the air and ridicule you just like we did to regular <laughs> writers and Brandon and Glenn. Um no, really, though. Right in. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, it's been a while for some of you besties. I'd like to hear from... Uh, che, che has chimed in in the bestie chat um, and has said that life has been very much up in the air lately, but he will be emailing again. Hopefully, we get an email from him next oh, week, good. and he'll catch, he'll catch I'll us. I'll look up. forward to that. Uh, and yeah... Um, in terms of keeping the lights on, patreon.com forward slash DDT wrestling. Every little bit does help. We appreciate it greatly. It helps pay for the hosting, as you know. And it does also um, pay for DC to watch uh, WWE pay-per-views in Puerto Rico. So I I suppose I did. I did, in fact, watch uh, watch the Peacock. Oh, a premium live briefly, event. I'm briefly. Sorry. Yeah, I watched at least a good maybe 35 minutes of it. Perfect. Perfect. So, yeah. Uh, he is Doc Manson, and he is definitely a lover. He will knock your socks off and make you fall out of the bed. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Have yourselves a lovely, lovely time. Happy Mother's Day. To those who will be celebrating that this weekend. Mm -hmm. Until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our bestie?